you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. Now with a money-back guarantee. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Oh, yeah. Free agency. It's on. And Greg, it's off the hook. Oh, it's a frenzy. Things are getting crazy here in the building. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's been crazy at all so far. I was trying to match his energy. Oh, there's been a lot going on. There's been a lot It's been busy. On. It's. I mean, yesterday was kind of a Quarterbacks dead. jumping around. Yesterday, Tuesday was a bit of a dud when the tampering period officially began. But today is kind of what you expected. A lot of names out there. And, of course, the big, the big one is – the addition to the top 101 uh, of uh, Greg Rosenthal and Chris Wessling's top 101 free agency. We have a new number one. little tease there. You can maybe guess who it is. Mm. <clears throat> and we'll get to that in a, a couple seconds. I mean, Gino is 68, just to be clear. <laughs> Not the new number one. Looking more and more like the Jets opening day starter. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. I, I'm, I'm ready for it. And I'm ready to scam for Sam with Gino. That's the only way it would be okay. Um, by the way, speaking of uh, former Jets. Get your Dan Hanses. Get your Dan Hanses. You think, oh, oh, it could wait till we get to it in the news now. The sandwich props. The sandwich props. We are already flying over at Hanses Corp because Brandon Marshall signed with the Giants. And guess what? You know what they call that? A clean sweep. They call I call it hitting for the cycle. Strike three, you're out. The cycle, baby. We call it play ball. Dan's annual sandwich prop win that he makes a much bigger deal than anyone you know else what? has ever made a sandwich prop win. You know what's funny? It's like uh, right after it happened, I got tons of tweets and uh, like several of the tweets, including our own Kevin Patra was like, oh, Dan's going to be like insufferable like this. Like, man, Dan is going to be such a total told about this. It's like, yeah, I guess that's kind of part of my personality. I can't help it. Don't, don't try to change me. I'm excited. That's a big score. Four sandwiches, Mark, and thank you. You're one of them. Uh, Sydney, you could put this on Sydney, but you said Brendan Marshall would not be going to the Giants. So back. Funny because in Mark's article on landing spots, he said he was going to the Giants. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, 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 I it's, the, it's the one bet I would not have taken, but I am – Actually, very thankful I missed that episode based on what I'm hearing now. Well, I'm just happy <laughs> we're only two, two, three minutes into this show, and we're already halfway to the legislated two Dan Hansis <laughs> singing sound drops of the show. About Dan. Every two about Dan. Don't, yeah, two every show. I introduced this rule last time, and uh, it's going to happen. Don't be jealous that uh, Young Monday never recorded a hit. <laughs> I don't think name. jealousy would be the word the three of us would use. You could have stopped that sentence with recorded a hit. <laughs> what? That's it. Young Monday never recorded a hit. That's oh, true. Oh, wow. Jealousy is not a good look, Greg, on you. He's not going to write a song about you now. Yikes. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Today is, uh, yeah, so I'm in a good mood because of that. I'm flying. Nothing could bring me down. Uh, but I'll tell you Even what. the state of the New York Jets in 2007. Can't do it. <laughs> they could try. They can't do it. They can't hurt me. Uh, but this is a big show, sponsored, of course, by Mr. Flames Economics Class in The Hague, the Netherlands. Mr. F. Today is our, let's call it the Free Agent Spectacular News Edition. This is all news. We have so much news to get to. That's what today's show is about. So we're going to go all through uh, every notable tidbit. And something tells me, uh, as we record this, um, north of 2 p.m. Pacific time here in California that as the show goes along, we could have some breaking news coming in. Mm. It's just it's a it's a guess. 
But that's the way things are moving. Things are moving fast. So we're going to go through all the news across the league. Uh, we might even bring back 8 o'clock delight. There's so much news that we got to have a speed round. There's no other way to do it. Um, so let's get to it. And to do that, we do say formally hello to New Money Behind the Glass. Hey, guys. I'm, wh- I'm New Money again. I'm not Mark anymore. Yeah. What was, it like being, what was it like being Mark for 100 minutes or so? It was great. It's, uh, it's good to be back, you know, home. There's a lot going on in Mark's mind, so it's going to kind of have a break from that for a minute. <laughs> Can you help us with that? What is going on in Mark's mind? There's a lot of alien, like, <laughs> philosophy. I'll have to actually listen to this episode. <laughs> I'd like to know more about alien philosophy. Um, <laughs> all right, let's start doing some news. Beach body. <laughs> yes, uh, teased it a few minutes ago. There is a new number one on the NFL.com top 101 free agents, and it is Tony Romo because NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport and NFL Network's Jane Slater reported that the Cowboys have told Romo that he will be released, according to a source informed of the decision. When the new league year starts on Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, that's less than 24 hours from now, Romo will be free to sign with any team he chooses. And now what team will that be? Everyone is connecting the dots to two teams right now, Chris Wessling, the Denver Broncos and the Houston Texas. And uh, Rap Sheet said Wednesday that both those teams are, quote, very interested suitors. Your thoughts? Well, we know the Broncos have basically come out and said it. If he will play for a discount, we want him. The Texans have been very quiet about it, and until Ian reported this, there really wasn't much connecting Romo to the Texans beyond Romo's desire to play for the Texans, which may be second to the Broncos on his list. But the way the Texans have operated their quarterback room over the past few years, you wonder if they even realize how desperately they need Tony Romo. Mm. This idea that they've already paid for Brock Osweiler so they can't go get Romo is laughable. Give me a break. You cannot win with Brock Osweiler. There's no reason why you have a roster set up to win for you to say, no, we don't need Tony Romo. We already made a mistake at quarterback. Go win your division. Get Tony Romo. And, Greg, as you said, you tweeted earlier today that if they do indeed go hot after Romo, the Texans, it's, it is basically a huge admission of failure by both Rick Smith, the entire Houston franchise with Brock Osweiler. And I, th- I think that's healthy for teams to admit yeah. a mistake quickly. And I, I agree, Wes, that you should be able to move on. The The difference between these two teams, the Broncos have more cap room, and it's not like you can save money from getting by getting rid of Brock. You're paying him that money. And I don't know if there's a scenario, for instance, where you can sign Tony Romo and A.J. Bouye. So you're starting to get into a circumstance because they're up you know, closer to the cap. they got about $20 million in space. Who's got more cornerback depth than the Houston Texans? Right, so maybe you just make that, that decision. Uh, but listening to, to Ian, I got the sense, at least, and it's early, and teams are going to put this stuff out there, that they're not going to break the bank for him either. I think it's going to have to be some sort of incentive – Really heavy deal where he has to stay healthy. He has to produce. And I don't know if he's going to get paid like a like a star in either place. I don't know if either one of these places wants to pay I think them. two things matter. We, we can say, and I agree with you, Wes, that they'd be crazy if they could to not get Tony Romo and essentially move on from Brock Osweiler, which they might actually do if Tom Savage were to beat him out in camp. He would sit Tom on the Savage bench. Is real. But hold on. You can't just discount the fact that their owner has not exactly come out and said, we want Tony Romo. If anything, Bob McNair has talked about having to make it work with the players they have. Mm. That this, We can say it's crazy, but the guy running the organization with his own money on the line, who has $16 million this year and $18 million t- next year tied up in Osweiler, might want to say, I want to see another year out of this. I'm not saying that's right football-wise. He's not a football They already guy. admitted their mistake when in the heat of a playoff race, they benched him for Tom Savage. Right. The coaches he, did. The owner did not. And barring anything crazy, he's off the team after this year. No guaranteed money after this year. But it's, it is crazy. It's loyal. He's a great guy to work for because Rick Smith, by going after Romo at all, they're admitting they totally screwed this up. And in almost any org- organization, an owner would not allow that GM to either keep his job or go after another quarterback. Like, he's keeping the guy and letting Rick Smith do that. Usually you would have fired Rick Smith 
or you would say, look, you blew it. Why should I why should I trust you? When you talk about like good owners, owners that'll do anything to win, I think this is this is sort of proof that he just has to swallow this big loss and go after him. And yet why I don't buy the whole thing that they have a better offensive line, so you know Tony Romo should want to go there. The Broncos are a better route to a Super Bowl. But Romo No they're not. No how are they? Great the, championship. The AFC defense. South is so much of an easier. The AFC West is probably the hardest division in football, and the AFC South is perennially the easiest. I know that the Texans won a playoff game last year, but I think they're a lot closer to being where they were ranked in Football Outsiders in terms of their quality, in terms of just a 25th best team in the league, than they really are a Super Bowl. Their defense contender. gave the Patriots fist, yeah. fits. They finished number one in the NFL, and their offense is laden with talent that was unused by Osweiler. Uh, moving on, common sense prevails in Western New York. The Buffalo Bills have made the decision to keep their starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, on a restructured deal, a source uh, told NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport on Wednesday. The team then uh, confirmed the signing, and this ends um, what had been a long Long drawn out process dating back. It got essentially got Rex Ryan fired. Mark Sessler, uh, his unwillingness to turn away from Tyrod Taylor to bench him in Week 17. Now they have a, a, a new coach in town, and they decide to keep him. What does this tell you? I think it's incredibly positive for Bills fans who are probably really concerned about where this team would be had this dunderheaded decision making prog- prog- you know process come out with no Tyrod Taylor. You're basically saying that Doug Whaley, if this guy, Doug Whaley, was concerned about re-signing him, keeping him in the building, his you know thoughts on E.J. Manuel aside, that power struggle was lost by Doug Whaley. It, Ian, Ian Rappaport talked about all the coaches in the building wanted to keep Tyrod Taylor. They knew he was the best option they had right now. And it's a message to fans. We'll make the right decision at quarterback right now for the Bills. Is it, is it the long-term solution for the next five, six, seven years? No, but that's true you're, for 90% of the teams in the league. You didn't make this mistake, at least. You're, you're right about that. But, I mean, I don't think we should be handing out lollipops for the Bills for taking this long to figure this situation out. I mean, Except what that Sean McDermott's only – the coaching staff has not been there for long. They have to take right. three weeks to watch tape. That takes you into deep February. You've got the combine to deal with, and then you have to see what the quarterback market is. I think they talked about when – But Mike, we all knew the quarterback market. I mean, the We didn't know what Mike Glennon was going to get offered two days ago. We did we not. And I, think that, and I think that had played into them saying – for us to go get anyone, it's going to be way too expensive. So cut up Tyrod Taylor's contract after what we saw was going to go to Mike Glennon, for instance. You're crazy not to keep Tyrod Taylor. Well, it, it's funny, though. I mean, they, like, released this tweet that says, our quarterback. Oh, and they've got a picture of Tyrod Taylor. And it's oh, like, brother. It's That's like, 20-year-olds running their right. Twitter feed. It's that like an American Idol. Me. Like, we've our quarterback. Like, he's been, a, he's been your quarterback. You benched your quarterback for E.J. Manuel. You leaked – stories to reporters in the middle of a great season by Tyrod Taylor that you wanted to bench him. You wanted him out of town. I, I think this is a good day for Bills fans, but Bills fans Especially ha- if you have, like fullbacks. have we'll a funny later. loyalty to Doug Whaley and defending everything that's going on. It is comical to me that they essentially fired Rex Ryan for this schism in part, you know, about Tyrod Taylor. And what do we hear over the last weeks? That the front office and the coaching staff are totally divided on Tyrod Taylor. It's funny that they hired a coach that had a history with Tyrod Taylor that wanted to keep him, and and they have a GM that basically didn't and was forced to. It's kind of like the last year all over again. It's crazy. I totally get why there is a schism there. Well, you're going to pay him to go 7-9 and nine and play his game instead of the coaching staff's game. That's what you get with Tyrod Taylor. You're not you're not running an NFL offense with Tyrod Taylor. You're running his offense, which is going to be a very run heavy offense, and it's not like it's not. A, you're how are you going to keep up with the Patriots? I don't know. Mark's and, right. What's that the it's option? Better, if it's you, better than the alternative. What's the option? But it's the, a, a. We heard the coaches all wanted to keep him and they like him, and I think it's a lot to do with the alternative is. But if you get rid of Tyrod Taylor, you've got a flaming PR mess on your hands, and then you end up with what Brian Hoyer. Or or or, or Maybe. the latter latter day version of Jay Cutler. Yeah, I I would just disagree that it's a good day to be a Bills fan. It's it, it's more wheel spinning. It, there's a chance he can be better. It, he's been in this offense, so yes, you have to. You Tyrod have to. Taylor was not a terrible quarterback by any stretch. No, I didn't season. say he was a terrible. An exciting quarterback. quarterback you're signing he, up for seven and nine right. and running his offense. Well, you're for a you're, couple seasons, you're hoping you're that that Rick Dennison and Gary Kubiak essentially their offense 
can bring Tyrod Taylor to another level. He's been in this offense. I mean, that's the thing. You you have a coach. Sean McDermott's not touching the offense. So it's Rick Dennison's offense. You have a coach who coached him in this offense in Baltimore and was willing to stand on the table that he's going to fit in it. You know, it's def- it's a lot better, I think, you than they could have done otherwise. You prefer stand on the table as opposed to pound the table. Yeah. You're I, a stand on the table guy. I think if you're just – I pound the table for pound like, the table. Pound on the table, it's like my son pounds on the table. You know what I mean? When he wants a little more food, you stand on the table. You get people's attention. Mark, where do you come down on this? <laughs> Don't typically get on top of tables or do things to tables. I'll get their attention in a different way. <laughs> Moving on. Speaking of Brian Hoyer, he has a new home. And that home is Santa Clara, California. Mm. He signs or agrees in principle, excuse me, uh, to a two-year deal with the 49ers. We don't know the terms, but Greg and I were batting around a few numbers. Two for 20 could be what we're talking about. That type of money maybe higher than uh, a standard backup uh, below like a true starter. We'll see where that falls in. But the bigger the bigger question now, what does this move? Uh, what does this mean? The move reunites Brian Hoyer with Kyle Shanahan, um, who just joined the team, obviously, uh, used to work together to, uh, in Cleveland. Uh, but what does this mean, Mark Sessler, with Kirk Cousins? Does this mean the end of the uh, the 49ers being linked to the Redskins passer? I think it does, but I don't think it's because the Niners don't have an interest in Kirk Cousins. It sounds like their pursuit of him will carry over to next offseason. And, you know, if you're the Niners, you've got the number two pick. They're not going to use that on a quarterback by all accounts it could be you also the 34th and the 66th and the 109th you could grab a quarterback somewhere else it is an awful idea for anyone to think that they're going into the season with Brian Hoyer as their starter based on what has been a hyped up campaign with Cleveland and under Shanahan he had a 55 percent completion percentage 12 touchdowns 13 picks and was benched for Johnny Manziel that is the on Mark Sessler's radar it is on my no. radar because I understand that Kyle Shanahan is the bell of the ball right now, but if we trust Kyle Shanahan, we have to assume he does not see Brian Hoyer as a starter. He's had more work alongside Brian Hoyer than almost any coach in the league. That cannot be the final conclusion. This is our starter. This is a solution. You've got to keep looking. We've well, got to play someone. So that's, it's good to have someone. If we're you going to kill the Bills roster. for signing up for Tyrod Taylor, this is a patch times five. Who killed the Bills? No one's killing the Bills. I think the Bills are not being – they're not being – they're being critiqued to some degree for getting this deal done with Tyrod Taylor. That I understand the schism, and I don't think it's a good day to be a Bills fan. I think it's a lot of wheels spinning, and the Bills have been doing that for two Well, decades. I don't think the 49ers fans, and I don't think they are, should get overly excited about Brian Hoyer. I don't either. I think I – It's think a it, mega patch. No one would disagree. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he – think about what he did in Chicago. He played pretty well. What did he do in Houston? He played pretty well. He He's – we know who he is. He He's – Exactly. He is like the definition of the guy to just get you by. You know who's in a bad spot? My Jets, because Brian Hoyer was a nice mega patch situation. Tyrod Taylor, they had eyes on. And you know what we're getting back on potentially now. Greg, I know you're excited about this. Geno Coaster. Well, we'll see if that happens. It's either Jay Cutler or Geno Coaster now. That's I, where we're at. I think oh it's my Cutler. God. I think it's Cutler. Cutler's got to go somewhere. Or it's or it's Deshaun Watson, and they draft someone. Well, I mean, why why uh, do you have to sign up for Geno Smith? Because we're not really hearing about the Jets right now, anyway, going after a quarterback. Uh, well, they might not want to advertise that. Um, what about old uh, Pierre Garcon in San Francisco? I mean, that's not the only uh, the only signing that's going on. Tell us about it, Greg. I mean, I'm just saying, San Francisco is that team this year. That's going to spend a lot like we're taping this Wednesday afternoon I think by the time we tape again on Friday they'll have spent a lot more money like they're not afraid to go over what people would think about the market value so I bet Hoyer's getting good money and Garcon is getting 16 million dollars in 2017 it's gonna be I think it was about 22 over two years so 11 per year it's front-loaded but Pierre Garçon is going to be one of the highest paid receivers in the league. And that kind of – Whoa. It just makes me think they're going to keep spending like crazy. Like this is just the beginning for San Francisco. Well, I, you see that Kyle Shanahan's bringing okay. 
He's bringing in his guys, guys that know his system and can teach it to any other new players that come in there. That shouldn't be surprising to anyone. I like that they added Kyle Juszczyk, too. I think that's an that's a kind of player that Shanahan can do a lot with, very productive in Baltimore. And you're right. I think Shanahan, of all the new coaches, is the guy that, again, it's another thing. When you're successful in the playoffs and everyone's watching you, his stock rose so high that players want to go. They watch what happened to a guy like Taylor Gabriel, who was cut last offseason and is now on you know, game, Good Morning Football this morning as their star guest. <laughs> I mean, it's like it, you suddenly go from a nobody to a household name in one season if you're plugged into the right offense. Shanahan, I, I hate being the person that is does this, but after having like listened to him at the Super Bowl and, and then uh, the Combine, I'm kind of all in on Kyle Shanahan. Like I've been won over of his like his confidence and his experience. I think the fact that he's been running a t- you know an offense for nine years that it's good he didn't get a head coaching job. He was just so like open and frank. I think and confident. I think it'll it'll take time for him, but I'm kind of buying that that he can turn that around there. Take yeah. some time. I mean, a likable coach has never failed in the NFL, so you're probably yeah. I don't even know if he's likable, but just. Just the confidence and the combination of confidence and smarts and experience and age, like it's an it's a nice mix to take a chance on. Counterpoint: It could be an overconfident bozo. <laughs> I felt I was surprised. Just, you know, throwing. Kyle Shanahan has had a few a, a few strange breaks with teams too. Right. It's just not this is guy. He's had some. He's had his some father? Drama before. That's what kind of I like that maybe they're get that. I know it's he's still relatively young, but maybe he's a little more mature that, that he was before. I was almost surprised he let there was like this feature and we're off topic here, but Yeah, go ahead. In the in the chronic in the San Francisco Chronicle, which details, you know, him and his wife's relationship and it, it details after the Super Bowl how like Kyle Shanahan like collapsed in a ball, essentially crying uh after the Super Bowl. I was like, I'm I'm a little surprised like he's letting that out there be so vulnerable. Tell me more about the the behind closed doors with Kyle and his wife. It's some feature. It was good. Eric Branch. Do we give any Check credit to Eric John Branch. Lynch? I think. I mean, John Lynch. It, I wonder if this goes well for the Niners. The one thing I'll say is there may be more teams willing to not just bring their general manager up from the 25-year-old scouting career where you see everything the same way as everyone else around you, and they bring people in from different areas. I, I feel like it's premature to. Yeah. And out loud. I'm not saying it already happened. I just killed them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I sure about Brian John Lynch. I, I, you know, it's John like, Lynch. I, listen, let's see what happens with it. But they are making things happen. Uh, they just paid $5 million a year for the fullback. I know. They they also paid Earl. They went out of their way to pay Earl Mitchell This is the podcast. This is the episode where we praise those teams. And then, you know, c- you know, come in mid, mid-November, we'll see. No, I said $5 million for a fullback. That's what I'm saying. I mean, right. it's, I'm not praising that. I'm not saying you are, Wes. Same fans love to see their team be active on March 8th and 9th, but where what does it lead you in the middle of fall? That's uh, bad, dog. Here's an active team, the New York Giants, as, as we noted earlier. I should say I noted, Greg. Play ball! <laughs> Steerage! <laughs> Brandon Marshall, uh, he has jumped across town. He's changing addresses in northern New Jersey. Uh, he is moving to the New York Giants. Uh, Rap Sheet reported this earlier. Strike three, you're And up. now he is uh, signing a two-year deal worth $12 million. Uh, he was slated to make $7.5 million with the Jets, so he did take a pay cut to go to the Giants, and uh, he, I think he spoke on a, a conference call where he said that he could have made more money elsewhere, but he wanted to play with uh, West Stifle Your Laughter here, a Super Bowl contender. And he wanted, obviously, he didn't say this, but he wanted to stay in New York for the uh, post-career opportunities, although inside the NFL could be over there. He hinted at that. Not that it matters. Who cares? But anyway, Brandon Marshall, uh, Wes, joins a wide receiver group that includes Sterling Shepard and, of course, Odell Beckham. What do you think about this move? It's a great fit till it's not. I mean, it looks great on paper, and you could see this working out wonderfully. Their offense has a renaissance. They have a great wide receiver core. Wide receiver wasn't the issue last year anyway. But it's a great fit until you see two of the biggest divas of the 21st century, Odell Beckham and Brandon Marshall, yelling at Eli Manning or Ben McAdoo. Or at each other. Or at each other. Mm. It could go either way. I could see this being a team that goes deep in the playoffs if Eli Manning's throwing problems for the final two months of last season 
were purely arm tiredness or something like that, not a precursor of what's to come, or it could go the other way where it blows up in their face. Uh, Marshall is one year removed from one of the best uh, – the best season of his career uh, where he had 115 catches and led the league in touchdowns and had over 1,400 yards receiving. Uh, he looked a step slower last year, and I know the Jets had quarterback problems. Uh, we all know that. Uh, but he wasn't the same guy last year. He's going to be 33, so I don't think it's like a home run move uh, by the Giants, but it's also a move I can get behind. And and I saw one kind of tweet that was I thought was asinine. It was like, oh, this move shows you what the Giants think about uh, the maturity of Odell Beckham, that he could handle this type of situation. What? They just love the fit possibility. They look <laughs> at the paper, That's too, tough. and they love the way the roster looks with Brendan Marshall as a, as a starter, and they're rolling the dice a little bit. That's what he, this is. He wanted to go. It's rare that a, t- a player almost – he feels like he chose them. He's like had 167 yeah, games without too. a playoff appearance. He, he, That's a great – that's a great point. I, I took this quote I listened to. He was talking about just how he's been treated and everything the last few days. And he says, now I can understand why everybody holds the Giants organization so high. They do Isn't get a that lot of just that. Kinda, Dan, you've you know, got to I mean, stick in your craw yeah. that you know, go from one one team to the other. And you meet. it's no. kind of like, hey, the big brother, they're the classy classy guys. Uh, there's no – it's like such, it's such a, a big difference between the two organizations that that just to me – that's what we've been hearing about the Giants forever, that they're like a very well-run organization and people love speaking highly of them. I like this new new phase Dan has entered where you completely – you cannot rankle him with the Jets right now. No. They're so far away that I, I can't – I got a long road ahead. Get in all your shots now. He's taking them. I'm it's, taking it's, them. It's akin to when I attempted to get off the Browns Oh, I'm know, drama train a couple years ago right. and was told I was not allowed to handle well, life that way. No, totally different. You oh, said it's entirely different. We no, just it's, never bought it. We never believed it. It's entirely it. different. You were retiring as a Browns fan, I believe, is where you were going with it. Then. That's not what the word I, I am more – I'm looking at this from the big picture <laughs> viewpoint that I'm going to be – the Jets are going to be taking some shots, and so is the fan base for a couple of years. So you can't get too worked up right now. I think Wes is onto something – seeing how this could blow up. I, I had thought this is a good move. I mean, you're, you're replacing Victor Cruz with Brandon Marshall. That is a nice upgrade, no, even if he's a step slow. But just imagine if their passing attack is as bad next year as they were this year. I mean, there wasn't a lot of yards to go around there, and it just it's a, it's a bad recipe. If you want to look on the bright side, the Brandon Marshall honeymoon usually lasts at least one year before yes. it blows right. up. It could work. It could also not work and not work in a really bad way. We'll see. Uh, moving on, uh, Mike Lennon uh, before today was the bell of the ball at the quarterback position in free agency, which is still hard for me to say um, in a lot of ways, but that's just the way it is. That's the market, uh, and here's the thing. Despite the fact that he's in demand, several teams uh, would be interested in his services. We continue to hear, and this from Rap Sheet and uh, Mike Garofolo, that Glennon has his eye on the Bears. The feeling is mutual. Uh, we're talking 14 to 15 million dollars a year, and if uh, when free agency officially begins tomorrow, don't be surprised if this is the one of the first things that comes across, uh, if not before then, that Glennon and the Bears are uh, in bed together on a new deal, and he is their new quarterback. Greg, I feel like I've talked enough about Mike Glennon to last me a lifetime at this point. They haven't even cut Jay Cutler, by the way. We're kind of wait. We're waiting for that other. Shoot a drop. I want to see if he gets the money everyone was saying because it doesn't seem like there's other teams really in on it. Right. Did the Bears – is the, that why there hasn't been any news yet? Because the Bears right. found out they were bidding against themselves? Right. That, exactly. <laughs> that's that's almost what I want to talk about. Like, it doesn't seem like the Jets are really in on it. The Bills are now, now already out. The 49ers, 49ers are out. already out. So it's really the Jets and maybe – that's why I, it's almost silly to cri- – we've criticized the Bears and talked ab- about this money he's going to get. Let's see what he gets. Let's see what the structure is. Let's see if it's more than one year past guaranteed money. Like, I, I believe he has a chance to be good and so that he's worth taking a chance on. And he's only started 18 games, and he's had some really good performances. So let's see. I think it'd be worth taking a risk at a certain level, and I suspect it's not going to be that is good. Is there a wild card team other than the Jets and the Bears here? Could the Texans get in the mix? The Browns. Well, I mean, what no about what about the, the Bucks making and they tried to get him back. They had they offered him. I mean, solid money. What if they came back into the mix? But he but wants they'd to have start. to order starters. He wants yeah. to start. They, they said they offered. Supposedely they offered him eight a year, they which did. shows that they really think he's good. But it's still a backup. 
I don't think the Texans are sneaky for Glennon, but I think they could be sneaky for Cutler if they lose out on Romo. Mm. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Ooh la la. Uh, really? All right. Quick little break. Better than Oswald. Better, better than, than Savage. I, if we're at the point where we're getting excited about Jay Cutler, then hey. you know, football's reached a new low point for me. Then football, football's been at a low point for me since about 2005 because <laughs> I've been riding that chain. It's very, yeah. For Jay Cutler to excite any fan base, you have to be really in the gutter. And Brock Osweiler is He'll take you there. the gutter. Yeah. Oh, um, I can't <laughs> believe it. Before, before we move on, I just want to say we were supposed to do an NFL Network hit today. Uh, but we were not valued highly uh, in this company, <laughs> so we were wiped off off the books uh, when the Tony Romo uh, news came. But uh, that's not even the big story of this group and NFL Network. The big story, and I wanted Greg ask you about it, was um, I watched your hit. You did the touch screen yesterday, and you did a really nice job with it. But I wanted to get your opinion on this. Thank you very much. Here with NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal. The Just when you thought you were one of them. They pat you on the head and then they send you back here. <laughs> NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal. I mean I've I, In a let, big spot. Yeah, I, I was there and it didn't even it didn't even cross my mind that sure. that would have been an, an insult or not. Maybe give me a break. What do you think, Wes? <laughs> I wish you weren't a liar. I mean, <laughs> some host on host crime here. You know, you're putting you know Amber Theo Harris in a tough spot. I'm sure no, she's going to appreciate her voice slowed down to a <laughs> drunken gnome speed. I, I believe Greg is being 100% honest here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that he cares much about being known as NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal. <laughs> yeah. Mark, this is you... a bit on your show. Yeah. That is I'm... utter nonsense from Wes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much you paid Wes is before ridiculous. the show. Well, Greg I'm cares the, very, the... very much about it. Who cares what they're what they're saying as the the like the intro to your as thing? As long as they put him on TV, that's all that matters. <laughs> they patch exactly. on your head and they gave you a little carton of milk and sent you back to your cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... What a tit- What do titles mean? What you know? What is your title on your little NFL lanyard thing? Don't know. Mine said I got it today, and it said like a new one for Digital the first time. Digital content editor. I got one for a new one for a first. Oh, you're already time. getting new. You're getting new building equipment. No, my other thing broke. Too, good <laughs> the first one with a picture. It said good for you. <laughs> senior content editor. What does that even mean? I didn't even know that. It's all Sounds about like content. You make a lot of cash. <laughs> That's it. How much do you make, Greg? Does it? Um. So you, all right. So you're not reading into it. No, I don't. It could have been. It was kind of Freudian, maybe, on the part of the people across the hall. That's all. Well, you know, they've they've done a good job promoting our top 101 throughout the week, and I think they generally say NFL.com's. You know, it makes sense. It's on NFL.com. Yeah, but my point, Greg, is that you've been doing more and more stuff from the camera. At what point? It's not like they're calling them NFL.com's Brian Billick. Even though he has a column in it. I mean, it's just about mm. respect. I mean, what about maybe this? you need to go over there and crack some skulls. What about this theory? The NFL Network's Greg <laughs> Rosenthal is a movement that is self-contained entirely inside this podcast, <laughs> which they don't listen to. <laughs> it may not even be on their radar that maybe. he would want that or we would want that. <laughs> maybe. All right, let's move on. Colts tight end news. Get excited. We'll start with Jack Doyle who signed a three-year, $19 million deal uh, with the team. That, uh, with the team announced it on Tuesday. Uh, another $2 million available in incentives. O- uh, O'Doyle ranked number 60 on our top 101 free agents. Did you just change him to O'Doyle, O'Doyle. rules? From, uh, <laughs> O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle Madison. rules. Uh, anyway, Jack Doyle was a, n- known as a blocking specialist behind Kobe Fleener and, and Dwayne Allen Fleener. Left last year, went to New Orleans. Allen signed a extension or a new deal with the Colts last spring, and now he's out the door because Dwayne Allen, on the same day we learned about Doyle's new deal, was traded uh, to the New England Patriots, uh, a trade uh, that keeps um, the Patriots well-stocked at tight end with Martellus Bennett looking more and more certain that he is leaving the team after one year. Uh, but now you import Dwayne Allen, who maybe, uh, Greg, is not uh, as good as Martellus Bennett in terms of uh, a dynamic playmaker uh, when when 
Bennett's healthy, but he's a well-rounded tight end that you would not be surprising if he is a real producer in Foxborough. No, because he's been a great red zone player throughout his career. I saw a stat that he's in the top four since he entered the league in terms of converting red zone targets to touchdowns. Rob Gronkowski on that list, too. He's a good blocker. Bill Belichick has talked about him as one of the best blockers that that he's seen a few years ago, but he hasn't been healthy, so they're taking they're taking a pretty big risk. It, it, the trade terms are literally the exact same as the Martellus Bennett trade. They sent they basically got a starting quality tight end to move down from the fourth to the sixth round. So that's great. And they're only paying him $10 million total over the next two years. It's a chance worth taking. I like it. Smart move. The Colts paid Dwayne Allen almost $12 million last year. So the, front, the deal was front-loaded. Now the Patriots get the cheap section of it. But he was outplayed by Jack Doyle last year. Jack Doyle had a good season. And Jack Doyle was their second leading target. No one else was close. Yeah. Dwayne Allen, a good red zone target, had more touchdowns than Doyle. But I, I think it's a good, it's still a, a good pickup for the Patriots in the sense that he's a high potential player. But you'd have to call Dwayne Allen one of the more disappointing players in recent years. I think he, he was a one time making the leap candidate. Uh, for the right reasons, held though. Him back. He, for the right he looked reasons. good. In theory, he's <laughs> one of the few tight ends who can block well at the line of scrimmage, move the chains, and be a red zone weapon. He's a complete all-around tight end when he's on the field. Which and, is and you know, Dan, he's not off. You you plug him into New England. What's going to happen to him? Oh well, he it doesn't quite qualify as as I stated. I think a few weeks ago, the oh. F- Patriots move of the offseason, but it's kind of close because I know Dwayne, that remember that sleepwalk Jets Colts Monday night game uh, in early December when Allen had three touchdowns in that game uh, this past season. He has that ability, and I'm sure if he stays healthy, he's going to have a nice season. But now you have two like injury prone tight ends in New England. That's the other way to look at it. Well, you needed another quality guy, I think, to back up Gronkowski, but you don't want to pay him $9 million that Bennett's going to cost. It's, this does sort of. I mean, Deflategate's in the rearview mirror after they won a Super Bowl after it, but this really hammers home the point that, I mean, they're now doing trades with the Colts. I mean, that's a that's a sign like Bill Polian is long gone. Ryan Grigson, who I don't think they ever would have done a trade with, he's long gone. It's like, it's a little surprising to see the Colts. You know, it almost worries me, you know, that the Colts send, you know, another AFC rival send the what Patriots What is the trade, a by the way? It's a, a they basically moved down from the fourth to the sixth round. Just they basically gave away Dwayne. So the Colts were going to cut Dwayne Allen. I think Chris Ballard's going to be a good. They got GM. value. Yeah, that's about. They've stockpiled right. some draft picks. They got a lot of compensatory picks too. The Colts. Uh, moving on. So a lot of things happening. Keep rolling. The Ravens. They lose Rick Wagner. Jesus Christ! They lost Rick Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to circle back to Tony Romo? I feel like we gave him a little short drift. Seriously. Uh, we should talk about our big uh, – we had a big screaming match between me, Greg. Guys, well, I got Rick Wagner news no, here. I like Rick Wagner. What were you going to say, though? It was basically me, you, and a shadowy league figure screaming about whether Tony Romo should be number one on our free agent mm. list or not. I would have called screaming, but it got a little tense. And at one point, uh, Wes got a little – you know, he stepped into the danger zone a little bit at one point. With the shadowy league figure? Yeah, you got a little snippy with the shadowy so. league figure. You had one line. It's a little snippy. What was it? It was basically how you talk to everyone, but in this case, he was like your boss's 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 boss. So you said something like, I, I think it was something along the lines of, <laughs> I'd love to know where you keep your time machine, or I'd love to know where you keep your <laughs> something or other. I love, oh, yeah, where, your injury prediction. Yeah, oh, your yeah. Injury, injury prediction meter. I asked him if he keeps the injury predictor behind his couch. And listen, that <laughs> man does not suffer for smart Alex. Doesn't suffer fools gladly. That's, That's why you've not gotten a new lanyard. <laughs> <laughs> that shadowy elite figure and I get along just fine and always have. And by the way, Romo ended up number one. Before we move on to Wagner, he ended up number one. I was, I agree. Wag with the that. dog I just coming talk, up next. I wanted to talk through it. I didn't want to just you know award a guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy for three straight games in two straight years. You know, just assume it. I I grant you all of those points, and yet. Any guy, anybody who has a chance to be a franchise quarterback is worth it. The the Bears let Alshon Jeffrey get to the market, our number one player on the list. They let him get the market with no wide receivers behind him on the on the roster. There's no way the Cowboys would let Tony Romo get to the market if they didn't already have the answer. Dak Prescott there. I mean, putting Romo 
anywhere other than number one would have been a great gimmick to get this 101 list back into the news <laughs> very quickly. Really? I mean, you're going to put Alshon Jeffrey, who's also, what, injury prone and has a suspensions hanging over his neck over Tony Romo? I, that would be unbelievable. I, I'm with you, but if you're, if you're setting the the odds on Tony Romo, like Tony Romo plays half half of next season, like over, under, like that's close to 50-50. So if you have a player where he's 37 years old and there's like a very good chance, isn't there a very good chance that he just gets hurt and it's just a total disaster? Yeah, but I mean, oh, oh we re- we blew it with Tony Romo. We forgot to rank Don Terry Pohart. Big deal. <laughs> Who cares? Here's the thing people forget about Romo's injury issues. He had that ludicrous decision to scramble in the preseason game and he broke his back. Uh, or whatever the hell he did to himself. So that obscured the fact that entering the season, the back was always an issue, but the main concern was that he was coming back from another collarbone injury, this time a surgery where they shaved off part of the bone to put in a plate. That's and all somehow. So we don't even know. He could literally sign a massive deal with Denver or Houston or whoever and take one hit and that, that surgically repaired or twice surgically repaired clavicle goes, and it's all over. He is the, he's a bigger That's, injury risk than even Peyton Manning right, after the next surgery. Absolutely true, yeah. but he could also lead the Broncos or the right. Texans to the Super Bowl, which Alshon Jeffrey is not doing with anyone. No, I'm with you, and that's why I agreed on it. But when I, I think it was partly because I wrote the, the newser, and, and going Humble through brag. the list. <laughs> the list is crazy. I wrote the newser. <laughs> Two broken collarbones. Uh, one compression fracture in his back, disc surgery, two transverse processes. So you're saying he's tough. Fractures in his back and a cyst removed from his spine. And he's 37 and not necessarily a guy who, you know, you assume is going to age gracefully. Well, he certainly isn't aging gracefully. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> well, he's, he's, his body is basically oh, okay. in complete remission. As a person he is, though. He seems like a stand-up guy. I heard some talk that he's like he's still thirty six. That he's been inspired. He's been. How old are you? He is two. He is exactly two days older than me, Tony Romo. I've heard that he's been inspired by Tom Brady to kind of really get his conditioning and all this. I don't know if it's is it too late now? Yeah, no, I don't think it's too late. But it's. I mean, what? Why not be inspired a couple years ago to do that? Look at Tom Brady changing lives. I think if you look at Romo, I mean, he didn't look like a guy who was necessary. Coming up next, wag the dog. <laughs> I know, Wagner poor Rick Wagner, him. unbelievable. Uh, like, this might end up being no, the no. best free agent signing there is the, Dan, of all these clowns. Dan's yeah. so uncomfortable. We went off his precious little uh, order to talk uh, about you know the why? most interesting guy. Because here's the, here's the truth. Let's pull back the curtain. Greg privately will tell us any show over 47 minutes should be dragged into the uh, recycle bin and trashed immediately. <laughs> is, that's not so true. it's like, here's the old Zeuser <laughs> trying to keep the show moving. Got a lot of stuff to get to. Right now we're at the uh, 41 minute mark. Up, I've given up that mark. battle. I've given up and that battle. We're still on page one like, of our notes. Here. Oh, God, if we don't keep talking about Tony Romo, we'll never have another chance between now and week one. It's like, let's circle I'm back, which is fine. We did. It was fun. We talked about injuries. <laughs> But it's like, let's let's not pretend all of a sudden now you love to beef up a show. This is a 14-year career in Dallas. He came Ricky. in Eastern Illinois. I'm just saying this is his You're final time in You're shifting into chapter Dallas. three of this commentary. Yes. He, the, the host has asked clearly for the conversation to, to move on. Rick Wagner, yay or nay? Thank you very much. Here with NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal. The NFL.com. The NFL.com. The NFL.com. <laughs> 14 years for Tony Romo. Is that right? That's who you are. 14 years. 14 Just seasons. a little kid from Eastern Illinois. Quarterback. Ups and downs. Where does Ricky Ragnar rank on your Ricky rankings? Wag the dog. It's behind Ricky Henderson and Ricky Water. You want a hot take on old Rick? Rick Springfield? This is a red flag for Riley Reef. They had a right tackle that's supposedly the top – Tackler, one of the top two tackles available, and they got they let him go so that they can bring in the old Rickster. Wait till the Ravens replace Ricky Wagner, and then you'll talk about the red flag that is Ricky Wagner. Ooh, but they're not going to pay a guy that much money. Rap sheet reports that Wagner's deal will eclipse nine million dollars per year. That sets a new high at the position. That makes Brian Brian Bulaga's deal look like. <laughs> You know what's stupid? This is, you know, this would if I this could be a get off my grid like a really low low wattage get off my grid. Why why is the 
the highest paid right tackle in the league? Why would he? He's the 13th highest paid left tackle. Is it really that big of a difference? Well, he can't stupid. play on the other side. I think. But isn't right tackle almost as valuable at this point as left tackle? Is it really that big of a difference? There's some bad left tackles. That's what I'm saying. Getting paid a lot of money. I'm <clears throat> saying it's a valuable spot. Pay the men. Greg, do you mind if I move on to this? No, let's talk Rick all day. Uh, Adrian Peterson. You know the name. <laughs> he might be uh, willing, according to Chris Wessling's latest piece, uh, to give the Patriots a team-friendly deal in free agency. Not my, la- not even my latest Adrian Peterson piece. Oh, wow. Anyway, here's the truth. The Pats, not atop his list because he likes the Raiders and the Seahawks. Those are his preferred destinations, according to Stacey Dales. Uh, and you know what, Wes? The old Zeuser's got the Raiders as, as the pick, but I also heard uh, in our sandwich press, but I also heard that the – uh, a report out there that the the interest on the Raiders side not as strong as Peterson's interest for the Raiders, so maybe we got to pump the brakes. Both you and I, and then Mark, I believe, Mark's at, yeah, at the Raiders minus a theme song and AP. <laughs> well, get to work on that, son. <laughs> well, I, I think he has a much better chance of going to the Raiders than the Seahawks, and the reports have come out even stronger that the Seahawks have said, "Nah, we're fine at running back." Mm. And we've also seen reports that the that the Patriots still are a possibility. I think what you said that the Raiders aren't as interested in him as maybe he's interested in the Raiders is true for the entire league. We've heard yes. we've heard a lot about Adrian Peterson, you know, wanting to go to certain teams. We haven't heard anything about teams really showing heavy interest in him other than Minnesota. What's with Adrian Peterson's dad in the mix? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's you know, let's is, pipe down. It's never a good idea when the dads dad? start getting quoted left and right about their son's this career. is a, a legendary first ballot Hall of Fame running back. He's 32 years old. He's a man, for Christ's sake. Uh, Dad. You wouldn't want Keith out there representing you? No, I love my old man. Love Keith Hansis, but I can handle my own business. I'm a grown man. It's bordering on Marcus Vick territory. <laughs> I mean, is there why? What is the rush to get Adrian Peterson today? I, I think there weeks could go by before he signs with anyone. That would have been a good um, prop. I wonder how long it will take Peterson to come off the market. Doesn't seem like people are knocking doors down to get a hold of him right now. I, I think there's so many good running backs in this running back draft. And then there's plenty of solid running backs available in free agency. Latavius Murray, uh, LeGarrett Blunt. Who am I forgetting? Jamal Charles. I mean, there's just there's guys out there that you're right. Not Rex Burkhead. People are going to wait for the market to c- come down. Wait a few days. They're not priorities. I'm going to circle back to Romo again. Really? Yep. Immediately? Your entire life savings, which I know in this room, myself included, not a lot. <laughs> but you have to wager your life savings on this. Tony Romo, we don't know where he's playing, but we assume he's a starter. Over under starts this season. Ten and a half. I'll go over, but I'm not risking very much at all. You yeah, talk about my entire life savings. Well, you gotta, you get your car repossessed. You lose your lease. You gotta. I'm not comfortable with probably. this. Yeah. I'm really not losing Put my over, life savings. I've never really had anything, so I, I'm really, I, I'm really flying by the seat of my pants here. They take your laptop, your Game Pass. I mean, whatever. Do they take children's toys away? The whole thing. Take your children. I don't know. You know children. Yes. You get <laughs> not participating right. in this. That's right. Rooting for guys' injuries is kind of like Mark, Mark's thing. I don't. You know. I don't want to get into this. Far from my thing. I'll go over. He's gonna. He's going to start more than ten and a half games. I don't know how you start half a game, but he's gonna. Oh, well, it's either. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, less than eleven. He's gonna start eleven games or more. All right. You got the over. I'm putting about I'm putting about twelve hundred dollars total on it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your uh, the Jetta. Take it. <laughs> I don't care about that thing. Yeah, what we're saying is we got nothing over here. I know you. I mean, you guys we are focusing it. on your financial plight. We've lived Just rough. Give lives. me the over under. Someone take the plight. I'd I be took happy. the. We both took the over. All right, Greg. I'm taking the over because I don't want to root for him to get hurt. You don't want bad karma no, in your so life. So fun. I would love. Wouldn't it be fun to have Tony Romo kind of have that Absolutely. Super would. Bowl run? So that's what I'm rooting but for. But the fun. the smart man takes the under. That's all. That's all I'm well, saying. Then take it. I'm not saying that I want him to get hurt. I'm just saying if you wanna, if your life savings are on the line, you have to remove. Oh, I hope Tony is going to be healthy. Well, because no, I got to take the under. 
how many seasons in his career has he made it over over 11? Right, and now you spin this to reality. Is that the type of guy you wanted to get into bed with for a lot of money? I'm saying the smart money would be statistics would say there's a much greater chance of him playing more than ten and a half games. Well, he hasn't two straight, so that's you know recent. Then he right, it's recency age, by the face. It's age. recency by. Well, he starts twelve, and you're living on a tent by the sea. Dan, well, so even going, see how things that works are great for, for Tony. So everybody wins. Well, sure. Or somebody. Three of the last seven. He also had that 2010. Can we circle and back he's to now Ricky the Wagner? oldest he's ever been? Yeah, let's bring it back to Ooh, Rick. the Rick. Yeah, let's get, take it back to Ricky yeah. Wagner now. How many games does he play? <laughs> what? 14. <laughs> I'm going over on 15. Over 15. Going 15. He's going to strain his hamstring in week six and miss three weeks. Nice little combo, you know. Terrible guy. Taylor Decker. A lot of hot takes. Washington Redskins general man- manager, or, well, not for long, Scott McLuhan, not present at Redskins Park. Uh, on Tuesdays, the team uh, prepped for the start of free agency. Rap sheet reported, uh, and you know what else needs to be said at this point, Greg? It's all the writings on the wall. Over, Our, over, under games. Is Scott McLuhan as your GM next year? I'm going to start it at zero. Yeah, I under, mean, under. Can you go negative? Can you go under zero? I, but it's I. You know, the one thing is, people obviously, if you cover the league, if you follow football closely, you know that Scott McLuhan came in with issues. Bottom line, he's one of the considered one of the top film watching talent evaluators out there and he I don't know what the issues are right now we don't know the whole thing but it's it's a sad how story many, it's a sad many, case I don't know how many more NFL jobs does he get I'll set the over under at 0.5 I think he could get a consulting job uh, he was yeah. working like essentially remotely as a consultant for teams and maybe that's what you're doing. It was right. a surprise. Mean, it was a surprise that he got another chance to run a team and it would be tough for him for that to happen again. But I could see him working in the league, certainly. Yeah, I guess I kinda of actually meant GM. But yeah, I don't know. And the only thing we've seen is there was I mean, a there was a tweet of him walking his dog in all Redskins gear, not exactly incognito, red Redskins pants, red Redskins uh top, red Redskins hat. Uh, with the big bushy Dave Letterman post, he just bet the over on Romo, and they took away his Redskins gear. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, they're in free agency, and it's unclear who's running the team. It's good. I mean, it's what's the general manager's it's problematic? The general manager's Super Bowl is free agency. I assume it's Bruce Allen, who once did have the GM title. They have certainly plenty of people that were working for Scott McGowan that can do this sort of stuff, but it's it's bad. Uh, moving on, Darrell Rivas. Uh, we don't know yet if we'll see him again in an NFL uniform. Uh, Pro Football Talk reported that the, quote, current thinking uh, among those close to Rivas uh, is that he'd want $8 million or more uh, to consider playing in 2017. Rivas, of course, guaranteed $6 million in his leftover money uh, from the uh, Jets boondoggle. Uh, so playing for anything less than that, it would be losing money to play this year. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on this? I know you. Well, what was our prop? Was the did you say, we take me through that? I can't remember. I don't even remember, but I yeah. have some sandwiches on Darrell Rivas not playing again. I don't actually. I think Connor put it out there that he two would sign. Deal. He would sign a two-year deal. Yes. We had just had a vigorous argument the show before that he'd even play again. I was just kind of putting it out there. I don't think he's going to play. And this report certainly makes it sound like he's only going to play if he gets eight million dollars. Yeah, good luck. I mean, there's no chance. He, there's no chance. That, so if he sticks to that, he's his career is over. And I think it, Darrell Rivas has turned evil. <laughs> what do you mean? Seriously, he has turned evil over the past 365 days, and you're not just bringing the player in with his diminished skills. You're bringing Darrell Rivas, the locker room presence, in. Mm. Two years of that? Here's what uh, one general manager told the New York Daily News. Have you seen his tape? I wouldn't let him play for me for free. Now, that's just... <laughs> That's just one general manager, but if you're looking Whoa. to make $8 million, if that report is indeed true, which we're not – we don't a know bu- for a fact. Well, the the most telling it's part of the, the report to me was Florio's suggestion that he could collect the money from the Jets in 2016 and then return and play in 2017. Like, take a year off, take the money. Oh, forget that. And then come back. That would be uh, the – I mean, for a guy that has a reputation as a mercenary – and on some level, that was unfair because he just was playing the game right in his career. On some level, it's fair. Now it's – if he were to do that, I mean, it goes to the next level where the guy is just squeezing every penny out of everybody. I just had a Sessler that Jeremy Bergman will be writing an article in late June of 2018 about Darrell Rivas' comeback bid. Wow. With the Patriots. 
No, he's his bid is trying to get teams interested in his comeback. Oh, like the sad Tiki Barber comeback right. bid? Where it's Him like, and Vince Young are like a gym. package deal. Right. This is a gym video. And Revis is down 14 pounds, and he's squatting 7 million pounds. Mm-hmm. Like every every one of those plates in the entire gym, and he's just <laughs> squatting it. It's like, I'm ready. for, But it's like, th- you're 34, dude. Go home. It's like Tiki had to go home. He did. Now he's doing Geico commercials. He is. Probably pays well, those Geico ads. They do. (laughs) Got cleaned out in a divorce, (laughs) if if I'm not mistaken. All right. And that (laughs) broadcasting career never took off the way he he expected it to. little tiki talk. Has a radio show. National radio show, I believe. Good for him. CBS uh, Jason Lockin4 reports that there's a, quote, strong likelihood that Ravens uh, bring back free agent wide receiver Torrey Smith, who was cut. Um, by the 49ers or released by the 49ers uh, on Monday. Uh, so a reunion uh, is a very strong possibility. Chris Wessling, uh, maybe he should have never left. <laughs> well, uh, he, went and got, maybe. he went and got paid. Uh, he seems a little duplicative with Mike Wallace, but the, the Ravens are not deep at the at wide receiver. I just don't know if it's as good of a fit as it was a few years ago. People have talked about Mike Wallace as a – potential cut because he's making a lot of cash this year. I wonder if they ever would do a switcheroo. Yeah, they they talked like they were keeping Mike Wallace at the combine, but that was before an old buddy, Torrey Smith, became available. So I don't know if that would change change their mind. I think to your point, though, it's like, it, Dan, it's, it's you go to San Francisco for two years to make the money that you made. His production fell off a cliff because they had nothing going on at quarterback. And now you're back in the free agency waters with your value greatly diminished versus, now I don't know the Ravens weren't a playoff team, but a team that could have put you into January play where teams are watching you in the winter all year long, you're selling yourself. Instead, you're on Chip Kelly's Niners and your value couldn't be lower. He's the perfect example because you got to look at it this way. He had value, left his the team that drafted him to sign the big contract with a crap team where he disappeared and got cut after two years. Now he's back on the market at a diminished value. Would you end up making more money in the long run if you just would have stayed with your original team if they were interested in keeping you at a lesser number and then got the entire contract paid or an extension off that? Less money in the short run, more in the long run. Learn your lesson from Dory Smith. He's the reverse Revis. In the other option, you, you stick with your team for a long time. You get into some issues. You end up in Tampa Bay. You go win a Super Bowl in New England. Your value couldn't be higher. The Jets pay you that value that couldn't be higher. You come back and suck royally. Yeah. He was a unique player. Revis. My mind hurts. He pulled everything out of the hat. Uh, All right. Got a lot more to get to, but not a lot of time, so you know what that means. Wes. 8 o'clock delight. Matt Schaub's still getting paid. Can't believe – I forgot he was in the league, but he uh, signed a two-year $9 million deal. Mark Sessler, that's $4.5 million to be Matt Schaub in 2017. Yeah, you can do fine as the – 64th best quarterback in football, or maybe the 164th. Dennis Allen was right, Wes. He's a legend. (laughs) The 49ers have agreed to terms with wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, uh, a former Olympian and also now a former Buffalo Bill. Great speed. Maybe a great fit, Wes, in that uh, San Francisco offense? Well, I think the easy observation is he wants to make him his version of Taylor Gabriel, and he's going to find out that Marquise Goodwin is no Taylor Gabriel. You called it an easy observation. Greg tweeted that very observation. Well, my, was that oh, a no, shot that at Greg? Is he oh, tweeted my, it five minutes after I tweeted it. I didn't even see that, but <laughs> my point, <laughs> this this is my point so was Kyle Shanahan. Has, that just come all the way around and West just uh, crapped on his own How tweet? is this a No, I'm round. saying that Greg, Greg and I were not the only ones to make this no. observation. My point was Kyle Shanahan has such godlike powers, he can turn someone as lousy as an NFL player as Marquise Goodwin into a great player. That would prove his godlike powers. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported Tuesday that the Rams are in discussions with several clubs about potentially trading away their top cover man, Tremaine Johnson, Mark Sessler. What? My thing is it's meant to be one of the best cornerback classes in recent history, long time, why are you going to sign up necessarily, unless you love this guy, for a ton of cash for Tremaine Johnson? When you could div- you could get him through the draft. Is this kind of like a Kirk Cousins situation? You with the Rams? See, you could see the Browns getting him, right? Yeah, because yeah, the Greg Williams connection. But Browns draft a cornerback. Actually, don't draft someone like you drafted two years ago, who was an <laughs> absolute nightmare. Did you guys really hire Greg Williams? 
You guys? Yeah. I don't have anything to do with He's it. He's a lot better than their last few defensive coordinators, I would say. I think so, too. Get better that guy. Oh, all right. What do you got? John Morton running your offense? Have a nice time with <laughs> that. Not Johnny. Line head coach. Not Johnny. John. He's a man. I like Johnny Morton. Moving on. Miami Dolphins will resign defensive end Andre Branch, a three-year, $27 million deal. Uh, he's now just behind Cam Wake among uh, four three defensive ends in money making. Greg, worth it? No, you want to sign Andre Branch on the contract they signed him to last year, get some good value, not not for this top shelf money. Barry Church looks like he's leaving Dallas. Rap sheet reports that barring a change of heart, the safety. <laughs> it's a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the safety is expected to land with the Jaguars on a four-year contract worth more than $6 million per season. Church ranked number 29 on your top 101 list, boys. Wes, good signing by the Jags? 3-13. and 13. <laughs> Oh, wow. I mean, they do this every year. You're going to go break the bank, make your starting lineup so much better, and then your quarterback holds you off. Well, they needed a safety. They were losing Jonathan Cyprian. They needed a safety. Uh, can you pause the music for one second, Sid? And by the way, Jaguars, come back to us. You hired Tom Coughlin as your uh, executive vice president, and now you're selling shirt T-shirts at your team shot, all in with Coughlin? That's how you're trying to get fans excited? Coach Thunder T-shirt because Keenan McCardle is your wide receivers coach? You're selling a T-shirt for a wide receivers coach? Come back to us! I... I I, I don't know. It's going to be hard to pitch them as our annual hype team. I don't think they want to be pitched that way either. I no. um I also came up with it's got to be it's got to be the first seventy plus year old like executive VP to have his own T shirt line by the team. He's like a, a like a lower level version of the Dolphins when they had Parcells up in the front office. I came up with two shirts because I felt bad for the other two principal guys near the top of the food chain. Uh, so how about Maron? It's Maron. For a t-shirt. That's great. And how about all's well with Caldwell? <laughs> Can I make a t-shirt? I like that. I like that. Yeah. It's going to say I can't wait to not watch the Jaguars in 2017. <laughs> what is <laughs> – West just hateful to the Jaguars. Barry Church, have a change of heart. That's my, that's my wait advice Wait a second. You. You, you said that there might be some breaking news during the show. You were right. Yeah, breaking news? From Mike Rodak, ESPN Buffalo, Bills coach Sean McDermott has removed a pool table and video games from the locker room that were installed during a 2014 renovation. McDermott making moves. Isn't that an old trick? Didn't Tomlin do that one year? Take the take the pool table away? You can't take away the guy's pool table. How many years ago? Three. That's Doug Marone territory. We're right back here in Jaguars land. Oh, wow. this, this is a trope, and he's going to pay for it. The Bills are in for a hell of a season. <laughs> Recommence, 8 o'clock delight. Chandler Jones and the Cardinals finalizing a five-year contract extension that will keep the pass rusher in Glendale. They had previously tagged Greg Rosenthal, Chandler, $14.6 million for the season. They're keeping him in business. That worked out to be a very nice trade for the Cardinals, and I believe the Patriots used that pick to sign one Cyrus Jones, who had a disastrous rookie season. I think it all worked out for the Patriots as well. Sure, uh, I guess. But, you know. <laughs> it's the end for Elvis Doomerville. Elvis has left the building. Has anyone ever done that before? Uh, Doomerville was released by the Ravens on Wednesday. That saves over $6 million in cap space. Doomerville, uh, a very, very tasty option for the Greybeards, who are mm. management is really, we're pouring over a lot of these releases, and he could be a real important player for the San Diego Greybeards, age 33, five-time Pro Bowler, uh, but hasn't done much, uh, Mark, in the last couple of years. Time to go. No facts to, needed. I don't know how to top your Greybeards update. That's obviously the A storyline here. The rest is I'm not going to make a fax machine joke. That's very tired. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Vernon Davis staying in Washington. Uh, the tight end, 32 years old, 44 catches for 583 yards and two touchdowns last season. And you know what, Greg? He was uh, frisky last year after being kind of off the grid for a couple of years, now bought his career another couple of years. That acting career is going to have to wait for Vernon Davis. Or forever. Oh. What will Hollywood do? And Redskins fans, I guess this is a sign. You're, you guys are making moves. Resigning Vernon Davis. Yeah. That, uh, is, a, that is not going to keep them – 
happy, Greg, as much as you. Greg hates the Redskins. Let's put that out there. <laughs> Stop. Brandon LaFell staying in Cincinnati. The 30-year-old who uh, had uh, 862 yards and six touchdowns last year uh, is not going to test the market. He's staying in Cincy, his agent announced Wednesday. You like that, Wes? LaFell, a little sneaky decent. <laughs> Hell hath no fury like a NFL Network star scorned. Greg won't even mention Brandon LaFell anymore because he had a bad year in his last New England season, and now Greg thinks he's the worst wide receiver in the NFL. But like you said, what? he did have 800 yards last he's year. He's solid. Six touchdowns. Fine. What's since when did this happen? That's, that's you hate Brandon LaFell. Is that true? I don't at all. <laughs> and he doesn't get you excited in the morning, but. Uh, finally, Bills are stocking up on tight e- on uh, fullbacks. Mike Tolbert coming to town. Somebody else as well. He escapes my mind right now. Patrick DeMarco. Yeah, get excited. Like when you make a fullback joke on Twitter, the Bills fans will be quick to point out, no, Tolbert's playing running back. This is their version. <laughs> like, okay, that makes it better. All right. He's we 260 see. pounds. This is Buffalo's version of getting the DeMarco Murray-Ryan Matthews duo that Philly got a couple years ago. LaShawn McCoy versus Mike Tolbert. Who do you got in a street fight? Not LaShawn McCoy. Mike Tolbert, please. Tolbert. Day, one's, day one of free agency is when you got to get the fullbacks. All right. That's it. That's it for 8 o'clock delight. That's it for the show. It's now known as 9 o'clock delight. <laughs> we will be back on Friday uh, where we will continue to break down all the news as um, <clears throat> all the news that fits. <laughs> okay. I, I think that one's taken, that slogan. All the news that fits. Who took that one? Well, Jaguars just put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> all the news that fits is that, I think. What is it's, that? It's all the news that's fit to print. That's yeah. called. That's some from that's a newspaper called the New York Times. I know. I got you, buddy. Okay. Um, but I'm talking about someone else uses all the news that fits. Maybe the Onion. I don't know. Who cares? Us. We use it. Yeah, we'll be back Friday, um, so make sure uh, you come back because I'm sure a lot of stuff will happen. Tony Romo might even have a new home by then. You don't know. It's that it's that type of situation right now, uh, so make sure you join us then. We're taping a little earlier, so it'll be into your podcast app of choice about three or four hours earlier than usual on a, on a nice Friday afternoon into, there you go. into the weekend. You guys should, uh, while we're here, like us or leave a comment. You know, in the iTunes section. Comments also good. We might, even, we might even read it on this very podcast. All the news that fits Rolling Stone magazine. A uh, little fun fact for you guys. That's it for today's show. <laughs> I mean, don't say you don't learn anything from this podcast. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the new boss, or the old boss, and new money behind the glass. Till Friday? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.